0: This is the Weekly parsha with Rabbi Mendel Lipsker from Chabad of Hyde Park. Wonderful of Shabbos to all of you. Great Shabbos and a great day today. Of course, it's Shabbos Nachmu, the Shabbos of Consolation, where God sends his prophet Isaiah to tell the Jewish people, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami, my people, I comfort you, I comfort you. A double comfort, says Isaiah in the name of God. And more than that, it goes beyond the concept of comfort, as we'll talk about just now. And also, it's, today is Hamisha Aser Ba'av, Tuba'av, the 15th of Av. In fact, our sages tell us that the ultimate holiday, the great holiday of the Jewish people, well, two of them, actually, one was Yom Kippur, and the other is, well, today, Hamisha Aser Ba'av. And one wonders, why is this day so special? Our sages tell us a number of things happened this day, but it needs clarification. We have to understand why this is greater than all other Festivals except well, Yom Kippur and today, the 15th of Av. Shabbos Nachmu is a special Shabbos because it comes right after Tisha B'Av. Tisha B'Av is a day of extreme sadness, a day of extreme sorrow when we unfortunately have to remember Churban, the destruction of the temple, both temples, the exile of the people. And we spoke about the significance of Tisha B'Av last week. Along comes this Shabbos, Shabbos Nachmu and God says to the Jewish people, I comfort you, I will console you. Isaiah tells the Jewish people in the name of God that... Despite the fact we've gone through such incredible pain and sorrow, there will be a time of great, great consolation. And we have to ask, why is it necessary to repeat the word Nachamu? As we well know, in Torah, if one word suffices, we don't use two. And even though it might seem that in terms of alliteration or other considerations, sometimes we use a double language, but it has deep significance. And why? Why? Does the prophet Isaiah say, Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami? The Parsha is V'etchanan. Chanan, of course, is again a great Parsha. A Parsha that contains, certainly, the Ten Commandments, the most significant part of Torah, where God Himself came at Sinai and delivered the Torah to the Jewish people. And, of course, the Ten Commandments are the structure through which we begin to understand the laws of God, the concept of God. God himself says, Anochi, I am. He himself is present at the time of giving the Torah. And in fact, at all times, when it comes to the study of Torah, the presence of God is there. And it's something that should and must be felt. This parsha also contains the Shema, the most significant of our Jewish prayers. Yes, there are many prayers. We have the Amidah. We have different dimensions of prayer, things that we take from the Book of Psalms, from David's Psalms. But the Shema, of course, is, well, that prayer that everyone is familiar with. Shema Yisrael is a prayer that we say a number of times a day, in the morning, in the evening. It's a prayer that expresses our deep faith and love connection with God. It's a prayer that expresses this incredible infinite relationship, something which cannot and will not change, something that is permanent, this powerful and strong relationship with God. Shema Yisrael, of course, is that particular prayer that Jews have said in the most difficult times, Jews in times of difficulty and pain and sorrow and exile. How do they call out to God, Shema Israel, listen God, hear O oh God the oneness of God, the uniqueness of God, and then we, of course, express our love, our devotion, and connection with God. So this is indeed a huge Erev Shabbos, a huge Shabbos, a special Shabbos, a Shabbos that we have to think about well today, Erev Shabbos, the 15th of Av, what it means, what it entails. We have to understand Shabbos Nachmu, the Shabbos of Consolation, what it's all about, and how, in fact, why, in fact, There is the double term, Nachamu Nachamu Ami, and, of course, the parsha itself, Etchanan, Etchanan, where Hashem is asked by Moshe yet again to allow him to enter the Promised Land. As we know, God said he would be punished for hitting the rock and not speaking to the rock when the Jewish people were clamoring for water. And because of that, well, sin, I don't know, how can you possibly suggest that Moshe would do a sin? Nonetheless, Hashem says, you and Aaron, you will not be privileged to enter, to come into the promised land. We have to understand that as well. Our sages tell us something quite interesting when you think about it. It says, va'etchanan As you know, in Hebrew, the letters and numbers are one and the same. Each letter is a number. va'etchanan The uh, numerical value of Etchanan is 515. And our sages tell us that Moshe appealed to God 515 times to allow him to come into the promised land. 515 times. That's a huge number. And one wonders, why did Moshe do this? After a number of times where God refuses to listen to his plea, Marsha should have understood that it's not going to happen. Why does he persist and why does he continue? Not once, not twice, not ten times, not a hundred times, but 515 times he turns to God to allow him to come into the promised land. And yes, of course, we understand the greatness of Moshe. Moshe wanted to see the holy land, that special place, a place that God promised to the patriarchs, ultimately the holy place on God's earth, the holy place within God's creation. Moshe had this tremendous desire to see it, to be there, to participate, and to experience the holiness of the land. But we know full well that Moshe ultimately was a servant of God, and as a servant of God, he does whatever God tells him to do. Why here does he continue to ask again and again? He is persisting. Why does he do it 515 times? And all of this comes together. And somehow we have to understand the relationship between all these things, how it works, why it works, and in fact, what it means to us. As I say almost every single time we talk, that the most important part of Torah is the lesson that we learn. The information is important, but the lesson that we learn, how we can better our lives and elevate our lives, how we can become better people as a result of the Torah that we learn. How does this touch us? What is Hamisha Aserba of? What is the fifteenth? Of, of what is Shabbos Nachmu? What is the Shabbos of this double consolation? And what is Va'etchanan, a parsha that contains the Ten Commandments, the Shema, and Moshe's plea to God to be allowed to come into the Promised Land? Well, of course, the idea of Chamisha Avtuba Tuba'av is a special day because, as our sages tell us, the moon is full. But then they ask a question. The moon is full on Pesach as well. The moon is full on Sukkot as well. Why say that this holiday is far more special than even Pesach and Sukkot? After all, one would think Pesach, the time of our liberation, the birth of a nation marching out triumphantly from Egypt. This is the great miracle we celebrate every year with tremendous fanfare, the Seder, the preparation, going through all the customs of the Seder, and yet... We are told by our sages that this particular day, the 15th of Av, when the moon is full, is far greater. And they explain because after every descent, there's an ascent. Something comes down, it ultimately goes up. The purpose and the way that God created the world is that certain things come into this world and come down to certain lower levels. What lower level can you have than Tisha B'Av? The time that we commemorate and remember the ultimate khurban, the destruction of the temple, etc. The full moon that follows that descent is a far higher quality, tell us our Kabbalistic sages, than even the other festivals of the year. Something extraordinary is going to happen. And when we take a look at the words of Chazal, the words of our sages, Describing this particular festival that we celebrate today, we begin to understand its true significance, what it means to us, and how we can apply it in our daily lives. More of that soon. This is the Weekly Parsha with Rabbi Mendel Lipsker from Chabad of Hyde Park. We're talking about the significance of today, the 15th of Av. We're talking about Shabbos Nahmud tomorrow, tonight and tomorrow. The Shabbos of Consolation. We're talking about the Parsha of Chanan that contains the Ten Commandments and the Shema. We're talking about the significance of all those elements and how, in fact, it comes together, the relationship between them. What does Chamisha Asrba'av, all about our sages, tell us? A number of things happen this day. This is the day that we celebrate marriage. I've often heard people foolishly compare this day of Chamisha Asrba'av to that other festival that the world celebrates called Valentine's Day. Nothing could be further from the truth. They are two diametrically opposite type of festivities. Well, Valentine's Day is Valentine's Day, a day that the uh, publishers of greeting cards and florists and those who make chocolate, etc., well, they uh, rejoice on that day because people... Shallowly and foolishly celebrate what they call love. That's not what Chamisha Aser Ba'av is all about. Hamisha Aser Ba'av is a day that we celebrate marriage, an altogether different thing. Not these shallow, silly relationships that are expressed in shallow and silly ways, but marriage. Marriage is something which comes to our lives in a deep and profound way. It's a commitment, a lifetime commitment, a deep commitment, something which nurtures love. It's something which brings about the intensity of love. It brings about a connection that is great. And this is the day that the maidens of Israel would dress in their finery, and the young men would go out and find themselves a proper partner in life, a lifetime partner in life. And this is something that we have to understand. It's not merely a day of, well, shallow celebration of, well, what people call love. No. It's a profound relationship of marriage that we celebrate on this day. What is marriage all about? Marriage is not only two people coming together and deciding to share a life together. Marriage is the fusion, the union, the coming together of two souls, not only two souls, but two halves of the same soul that were separated, well, once upon a time in the higher annals of God's creation, and only after years, sometimes thousands of years, these two souls come together and form what the relationship of marriage is all about. And this is why it's a day of great joy, because marriage is the union that brings about not only a powerful, loving, strong connection between two people, marriage is the vehicle through which and by which future generations are built and developed. And this is how we go through life, We go from one to another, from one to another, and these two separate souls come together, not separate souls, but two halves of the same soul come together, and they decide here below to get married. But in actual fact, it's a powerful union that takes place in the highest spiritual realms. It's a day that we celebrate a great many things, tragedies that happened, and this is the day that they were resolved, the day of great reconciliation, a day of, well, when the people came out of Egypt and they unfortunately allowed themselves to be misled by the spies, the scouts who went to look at the promised land and came back with a negative report and the jewish people refused to come into the promised land what did god say you will all perish here in the wilderness and it took almost 40 years and at the end of that time, those people who unfortunately went against the will of God didn't want to go into the promised land. They stopped dying. A day of great celebration. They knew now is the time to go forward. Were about to come into the promised land. Again, a reconciliation, something wrong that took place, something which was a great mistake, a great error on the part of the Jewish people. It was now corrected. The Jewish people, their children were now allowed to come into the promised land, again. Again, a day of coming together, the people and their land. It was a day that there was a terrible massacre by the Romans in Beitar, and they didn't allow the Jews to bury the dead. They massacred men, women, and children in the most brutal and sadistic way, and the bodies were left to rot in the streets. And finally, on the 15th of, of They gave permission, reluctantly gave permission, for the Jews to bury the dead. And this, too, is a reconciliation because when a person leaves this world and he's put to rest in the earth as God intended, this is a time of great reconciliation of the body and the earth and the soul and the ultimate purpose and the ultimate purpose of what, in fact, this person is all about until the time of Mashiach. This is a day of coming together of a great many things that were torn asunder, ripped apart, separated, whether it's the souls of these two people who today choose to get married, whether it's the Jewish people connecting with the land that they were deprived of for over, for close on 40 years, whether it's the body who cannot return to the earth from whence it comes. All these things are reconciled on this day, on the 15th day of a time of enormous celebration of reunion reconciliation, the coming together of ancient things and strong things and powerful things. It's also Shabbos Nachmu this week. And Nachmu what is consolation all about? Consolation is just that, a reconciliation, a softening of the pain and the sorrow that a person feels in times of difficulty. A person goes through a situation, well, of heartbreak. And what happens after a while, there is consolation and comfort. But as I mentioned before, it's a double language of comfort. It's not only comfort in the simple sense. It's Nahamu nachamu ami. This is the double comfort. And the double comfort, as our sages tell us, has a lot of significance. The first temple and the second temple, we are consoled for both. It says the higher worlds and the lower worlds, the spiritual worlds and the physical world, they are Comforted. It speaks about the living and the dead, those who are alive and those who have passed on, the comfort of the coming of Mashiach and the resurrection of the dead, please God. But it goes deeper than that as well. There are two types of comfort. One is easing the pain. The pain is there, the loss is felt, the hurt is there. But with time, with friendship, with all sorts of other Activities and elements, there is a degree of consolation in the Chama, a degree of consolation and comfort. And then there is a deeper type of comfort where you remove the cause of the pain, and that's the ultimate comfort. And what's the ultimate comfort? The ultimate comfort is when we understand fully and completely why, even Harsh and difficult things had to happen to us, whether individually or collectively as a people, and we begin to understand its purpose. Not only do we begin to understand its purpose, but we begin to understand that it is ultimately a source of incredibly high and powerful blessing from God, as we know that there is a rule that no negativity descends from above. It's only because of our inability, our lack of understanding, a lack of spiritual development to recognize the divine good in each and every single thing. And even in the difficulty, and perhaps more so in the difficulty, the ultimate gift, the ultimate goodness of God. And this is what happens on Shabbos Nachamu, 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 Ami, Isaiah is telling us not only will God console you and comfort you for the pain of destruction and exile and all that went with it, the Holocaust that we've gone through, but we will ultimately see its purpose We will ultimately see why, in fact, it happened, and that is the ultimate consolation. And this is the same thing as Yom Kippur. This is why these two days are connected, the 15th of Av and Yom Kippur. What is Yom Kippur all about? It's a day of atonement, not only atonement, that God forgives us for wrongdoing, but God says, I will remove it altogether. And not only that, but our sages tell us the ultimate stage of atonement is that the negative is turned into a positive That which we've done wrong has now been cleansed to such a degree that it's elevated to something which is positive, a great merit in our lives. Can you believe that? Something that we have done wrong, but as a result of atonement, as a result of our relationship with God, as a result of our going through the whole process of teshuva, we ultimately transform that negative into a positive. This is what Tuba Av is all about as well. Tuba Av is we take the negative, Nachamu Nachamu Ami, we take the negative, we reconcile, we bring about a situation of understanding fully and completely. Can you imagine... Perhaps an example could be of a parent who has to discipline a child, and the child doesn't understand the parent. The child only sees the harshness. The parent won't allow the child to do this, that, or the other. Ultimately, the child grows up and begins to realize that that act of discipline was an incredible act of profound love and concern that the parent has for the child and this is something that we have to understand the recognition of knowing that God our Father our Father our our King why He does what He does and ultimately it's for good and ultimately it's a blessing this is the ultimate Nechama this is the ultimate comfort and consolation that we are promised on the Shabbos and these two things come together the idea of reconciliation of souls man and Jew and the Holy Land the body and the earth the fact that that we are forgiven, the fact that we are comforted to the degree that double comfort, the recognition of the good, which appeared in a harsh and difficult way, but ultimately contained a type of blessing which was enormous, could not be contained in any vessel of visible goodness, ultimately it had to come through that way. This is what this Shabbos, this is what today is all about, and this is why it's a time of enormous, enormous celebration. It's a time that we have the opportunity of reaching insights, understanding awareness of our relationship with God. There's a passage... Of Hashem Shemki we praise God, we thank God for becoming angry with us. Can you what is that sentence all about? What is that passage all about? But we begin to understand that sometimes the so called anger of God contains within it a type of love, a type of concern, a type of benefit that can only come across in that disciplining tone and sound the concept of a be. But yet, Otcha, we begin to praise God, we thank God, because ultimately we appreciate the incredible blessing that is contained therein. And this is why when we approach the Shabbos, the Shabbos of Nachmu, and particularly this year that the day before Shabbos Nachmu, is Tuba of the 15th of Av, the day of great reconciliation, the day that we celebrate marriage, the day that we celebrate the Jew reconnecting with his land, connecting with his land, the day that we celebrate all these enormous things. This is a time that should give us a profound and deep sense of joy and excitement, the realization that we are able to climb to these high levels that Hashem tells us through His Prophet Nachamu Nachamu, that He gives us a festival that we begin to Understand contains within it not only the fullness of the moon in the actual and metaphorical sense of the word, but the ultimate blessing, the greatness, the totality of God's blessing in every way. A festival that is far greater than any other, a festival that shares that high platform only with Yom Kippur, the day of ultimate atonement, where God not only forgives us, but he transforms our negativity into positive elements as well. More of that soon. This is the weekly Parsha with Rabbi Mendel Lipska from Chabad of Hyde Park. We're talking about the day of great reconciliation, the day of the 15th of Av. We're talking about Shabbos Nachmu, the time of comfort and consolation, not only to ease the pain, but to remove it altogether, to show the essential good that is contained even in difficult times. But because we're talking about the idea of the great day of reconciliation today, the 15th of Av, we're talking about Shabbos Nachmu, the double Nachmu, the double consolation, the removal of the cause of pain and suffering and recognition of what in fact it was all about, truly the blessing that was contained within the difficulty. And it all comes together on this Shabbos Parshas as I mentioned before. Moshe turns to God 515 times. How does that connect to the idea of Nachamu? How does that connect to the idea of reconciliation of souls, of the Jew in the Holy Land, the body and the earth? And the answer, of course, is why did Moshe really want to go into the Holy Promised Land. And as I've mentioned so many times when we talk about Moshe, his greatest gift, his greatest quality, was in fact because he had a total and complete dedication to his people. He was first and foremost a leader in the fullest and most profound sense of the word. He was totally dedicated to what they had to do. Moshe was concerned that this new generation, the children, of those who came out of Egypt, coming into the Promised Land, might not have the strength to overcome the challenge of the physical world, might not have the strength to overcome the difficulty of the physical world without his presence. He felt that as a leader, he was duty-bound to turn to God again and again and again, on behalf of his people, to turn to God and ask Hashem to allow him to fulfill his duty as a leader into the next generation, those coming into the Promised Land. But God said no. God said these people will be led by a new new leader, but they have to, through their own experiences, understand what, in fact, the challenges of meeting the physical world is, and they will be elevated to the high level of those who take possession of the land materially and spiritually. Our sages tell us, There is the extension, the presence of Moshe in each and every single generation. Each and every single generation has a leader who is totally dedicated, totally committed to his people, to protect his people, to take his people to higher levels. But each and every single one deals with his people in the context of the generation in which they live. Moshe was the generation of the D'or De'ah, the people who came out of Egypt, people who witnessed themselves the giving of the Torah at Sinai. He was the one who was able to lead them, Jewish people coming into the Promised Land are going through a different experience, and they will get a different leader, beginning with Joshua, and as it continues throughout the years. But in each and every single generation, there is that leader who exercises concern, protection, of his people, materially and spiritually. And this is something which is the idea of reconciliation as well. This is the idea of bringing together the elements, the elements of time, that each and every single individual, based upon the particular context of his own reality, time and space, has to fulfill a certain duty in a particular sort of way. And there is someone in this world at all times who gives us protection, who is that great defender and leader of the people that enables us to deal with these issues in a profound and powerful way in a lesser way it's a teacher, a parent in a lesser way, it is someone who is close to us in a greater way it is those individuals or that individuals in every that individual in every generation who somehow exemplifies lives up to the qualities. Of Moshe. Etchanan is basically a request from Moshe that the people not be left alone, that the people always have a guide, people always have a Protector that will enable them to go forward and meet the new challenges of every time because as we go on through time and space, the challenges become far greater. Yes, there were great challenges yesterday and the day before, but there will be challenges today and perhaps even greater challenges tomorrow. As we continue, we are weakened in terms of our spiritual strength. We are unable to see and hear and feel the divine presence, and this is why it's far Far more difficult to meet the challenges of the modern day, whenever that modern day might be, and this is why the parsha of Et Chanan, where Moshe appeals to God to somehow ensure that the Jewish people will continue to be protected and led in a loving and protective manner, what is contained within that parsha? the ultimate portion of Torah, the Ten Commandments, and the Shema, the Shema, which is the ultimate expression of Jewish prayer. This is something that we have to understand. What is it all about that enables us to somehow reach that point of reconciliation that is celebrated today on the 15th of Av, to understand, to feel the double Nachamu, the double consolation that God promises, the removal of evil altogether, the removal of pain and suffering altogether, and the recognition of all those challenges that we have gone through as a source of intense and profound blessing. This comes through the study of Torah, the observance of God's commandments. This comes through proper prayer, by developing our minds, by elevating our minds, by praying, by connecting to God, by allowing ourselves to feel a tremendous sense of closeness. This is the possibility that we create within ourselves. This is the strength that we are able to somehow summon from deep within and bring about this incredible relationship with Hashem in this powerful and profound sort of way. And this is why our sages tell us something quite magnificent. When it comes to the three weeks, the three weeks where we have the three Haftarah, deal with, well, the sadness, the sadness of those three weeks, now we have seven weeks of consolation, seven weeks, more than double the amount of pain and suffering. This is something which is important for us to understand, that ultimately, ultimately the blessing, ultimately the comfort will be more than double. More than double means an infinite amount. When we use those terms, more than double within a context of Torah, It means more than double. So when you are in shul tomorrow... Listen carefully to the words of the parsha. Realize that today you have a special opportunity. Today, Friday, Erev Shabbos, the fifteenth of Av, this is a day that we are able to draw down incredible energies of reconciliation, of bringing together things that have been apart for a long time. This is a time of bringing these things together. This is a time of reconciliation. Tomorrow, Shabbos Nachmu, we hear the double consolation. We listen to the plea of Moshe we listen carefully we stand and we listen to the Aseret of the Ten Commandments we listen carefully to the Shema the ultimate prayer of a Jews connection with God a special Shabbos make sure you make it work when you're in shul tomorrow listen carefully to all these elements make them yours make them realize some deeper aspect within you and you will feel a sense of greatness a sense of consolation a sense of reconciliation Good job, us.